feel like Gordon Bombay would have taken his career to even further heights. Everything's flashy, everything's cocaine, everything's fun. Open wide for some soccer. I don't care what you think about, what your personal thoughts are at home. I care that you hate the Cowboys. Welcome back to the Sports Experience Podcast. I'm Chris. This is Dom. Uh, we're just here, a couple of comedians talking about sports, having fun. Please give our YouTube channel a subscribe, comment if you would like, give it a like, do all that good stuff. Uh, we're recording, as always, here, Angle Studios, downtown Tucson. So please check that out. And uh, who do we got today? It's kind of a different one. You kind know of what a I mean? Different collection of dudes. A Almost collection. Like a I like Three Amigos episode. Yeah, like exactly. You know, football but season. on the other side. On the other side, on the defensive side of the ball. Today we're going to talk about one of the greatest, yet probably one of the most underrated linebacking cores in NFL history. Who we got today, Chris? We got the Dome Patrol, and we're not talking about those ladies on Hinge. We're talking about <laughs> one of the best defensives. Just And this is the thing. Going to the Sodome zone? <laughs> this is the thing. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Um, it was, they are just the best, uh, collection of li- linebackers It's kind of like what everybody says, just because like you look at, I think it's like 86 to 92, 93. Yeah. They're just the best. They're the best. And they're doing it in a football market that also isn't for professional football, super out there and popular. And they're doing it for a franchise which had experienced nothing but hello, darkness, my old friend for about 20 years yes, since their so inception. I was just going to say, they were like the dregs of, of... Yeah. So the Saints came out in 1967, 20 straight non-winning seasons from 67 to 86. They ruined Archie Manning. In 79, they went 8-8 eight and eight and followed that up with a 1-15 in 15 season in 1980. Bum Phillips tried to try, try, try to try as much as he could to yes. make them good, but didn't end up happening. It just They just were not a good franchise. And after 1985, where they finished 5-11 and 11 after a couple hovering around 500 seasons with Kenny the Snake Stabler, he decides to get Jim Mora from the USFL and a couple of... Uh, other assistant coaches who will come into play, one of whom is still coaching now for the Miami Dolphins as their defensive coordinator. Oh, Vic man. Fangio. Yeah. He was a linebacker's coach for him. Wild. So, so uh, let's get into the first piece, though. Uh, outside your, linebacker and pass rusher drafted uh, second round in 1981. Who's your first? Who's your first? That's, uh, I'm like... Well, he's, he's the first one, and because of the defense that Bum Phillips ran... The three four, since there's four yep. linebackers, he's a perfect fit. They decide to go and get an eighty one. We need to do an episode on this draft because it's arguably one of the greatest defensive drafts of all time. Ricky Jackson, Ricky Jackson, Ricky Jackson out of uh, University of Pitt. Which, when you look at the NFL players that were on that team, you're like, oh, was Pitt a really great college at one point? Yeah, no, they were. Dan Marino always was forget out there hurting his nose allegedly. Well, hey, I don't want to <laughs> allegedly. I don't want to point any dolphins at the man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he was he was uh, known as the other defensive end because Hugh Green was like Outland Trophy winner that type of thing. And Ricky, but Pitt had a history here in the '80s of sent. There's another guy, Chris Dolman, who's in the Hall of Fame. He was a pass rusher. Yep. for Pitt. So they, yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. I just always forget that they were really a powerhouse with a bunch of great. You know, guys, but yeah, you look at Ricky Jackson, which I do want to say he changed his name. Yes. From Ricky in high school to Ricky. 
with an E because he wanted it. He needed it. And I can only imagine because, and this is the thing, they asked why, and he just said because he felt like he wanted that. Everybody needs a little extra E, Chris. And when he's turning in his English paper and his teacher has to go, Ricky, I think you misspelled your name. That conversation had to have been hilarious. Ricky, did you take special classes in high school? Yeah, what kind of classes did you take? <laughs> you know, what kind of bus did you take here, we Ricky? We were just talking about God damn. beautiful. <laughs> anyway, even though the team around him is not so great, he's seriously producing like a madman. As a rookie, he has eight sacks and 125 tackles. And then he makes the Pro Bowl, 82 strike shortened, but 83, 84, 85, he makes the Pro Bowl, 35 sacks yep. and over 300 tackles. Granted, this team's 500 at best, but he's a perfect strong side outside linebacker because cat quick enough to get off the edge after the quarterback, but strong enough to play against the run. Like It's an, a very important piece to have in a 3-4 defense, and as bad as the Saints are, He's like their marketable best star at this point. Yes. Like him. And you have other pieces of guys who went to the pro, like a Dave Wehmer in the defensive backfield. But like, at least you got Ricky every mm-hmm. Sunday. Well, this was the, th- the stat that I just love stats like this. In 13 seasons with the Saints, he missed two games. I know, oh, my God, right. Because of a car accident where he missed two games. And then for the rest of the season, he wired his jaw <laughs> shut and had a special helmet and then played. So he didn't miss no. because of any kind of football en- injury. He got, in a f- he got in a car accident and then still played for the rest of the season with his jaw wired. Hey, do you remember? I don't know so if you good. remember. In that era, though, his face mask was like that old Justin Tuck one where it's just bar, 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 yep. bar. Oh, God, he was nasty. Yes, they had the look. That was the other thing. If you if you look them up, you're like, they look like a scary defense. So, 100%. The interesting thing, though, about this is, and the good thing is, Jamora comes in in 1986 along with defensive coordinator Steve Sidwell and linebackers coach Vic Fangio. And all three other linebackers come in that same season in 86, yep. which I found interesting. I thought that was great. One of whom is drafted. We'll talk about him. The outside, other outside linebacker, Pat Swilling. Okay. Let's um, get into old Patty. This is just prototypical 3-4 off the blind side, outside was, line. He was an up-the-field, just pass rusher. More so than, I mean, more so in that regard than Ricky Jackson were who would actually play the run. And he was nasty. Just absolutely nasty. Well, like, willing. not like these these other two guys, but when he came out of college, he was this guy that everybody knew was because at Georgia Tech, I saw he had seven sacks in one game. Yeah, and that's like Jared like, Thomas. And you're just like, oh yeah, this guy is like someone to be feared because they literally are lining up these linebackers where you're like, oh yeah, that guy was the best. Like it's, you know what era this is too? Because '86 was the same year this guy won the MVP as a defender. Everyone's looking for the next LT. Yep. Everyone is looking for the next Lawrence Taylor. And and you know how I feel about crack. Well, I mean, don't smoke crack. <laughs> still LT. What, what, still, what? still one of the best it, yeah, advices you ever give kids. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, I mean, you bring him in, you're solidified on the edges. And Jim Mora, who enjoyed a ton of success in the USFL, you know, we haven't done an episode on it, but we kind of brought it up here and there. Yep. Um, I believe he won two championships with the Baltimore and Philly Stars. Um, one of the guys, 
was one of the guys who played under him who has probably one of the most interesting stories in NFL history about how he even got there in Sam Mills. Uh, let's, let's get into him right now. Well, Sam Mills, he was kind of uh, smaller in stature, if you will. Five foot nine. Uh, um, <laughs> Shorter than me. But it's pretty wild. He, he was like a wrestler and football player, but everybody really just discounted him because of his size. He had every other tool except height, mm-hmm. which, get into this, he doesn't go to Pitt. He doesn't go to Georgia Tech. He goes to Montclair State That's in New right. Jersey. Sounds, I didn't know that it was a school. Sounds like an Italian dish. Yes, it does, Frank. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so as a walk-on, though. So he a, yeah, you wouldn't even give it a scholarship. Exactly. And this is what I love. He went to Montclair as a walk-on, ended as the leader in tackles with 501. Yeah. Yeah. Leader in everything. Leader in everything. And you can just hear Randy Newman in the background going, short people. Yeah. He had 22 tackles in a game. It's crazy. He was he was without a doubt their best, but he he was the same age as uh, Ricky, so he comes out in eighty two and goes eighty one in eighty one and goes to uh, the Browns who don't actually sign him. So no. it's like they pre they they don't draft him. They they, they preseason train undrafted with him. free agent. Exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. Doesn't sign with them. Signs with the Toronto Argonauts. But almost the same thing happens. And then one season as a greeter at the Desert Inn. That's right. That's oh man. No, but he, he goes up to Canada. The Argos say, "No, nah, you're too short," and you're just like. You almost think because, and we'll get into it later. Maybe his height doesn't hurt him because he's hiding behind these mammoth defensive linemen and these running backs when they hit the hole. Oh, here comes Sam Mills, ready to destroy your life. Well, what I saw with the Argonauts though was the they were so impressed by him was they told the Baltimore whatever stars that hey, here's a guy if you want to try him out. Well, it was uh, the former. Cleveland coach. It was Sam Rattigliano. Oh, yes. Because okay. he was just like, look, I can't put a five foot nine. People are going to laugh at me. Like, yeah. he, he was not able to take the chance. But Carl Peterson, who later became GM of all those really good Marty Schottenheimer yep. Chiefs teams in the 90s, was the GM for the Philly Stars in the USFL, where Jim Mora is coaching at the moment. And they're like, yeah, we'll give him a tryout. Mm-hmm. And according to them, he just lit it up. Yep. And what was his nickname, Chris? Oh, I didn't see what his nickname was. His nickname was the Field Mouse. Oh, the Field Mouse. Yes, I did see that. Oh, my God. He said he was a mouse running around a field of elephants, but the elephants wanted nothing to do with him. So good, because he really was that piece. Because like when you look at this all together, because they weren't like similar guys. Like you were saying, they really fit their position and worked off of each other. He's your perfect inside linebacker for this 3-4 who can, I mean, him and the other guy, which we'll discuss, not only could play the run, but also play against the pass mm-hmm. and just light people up. But he's the defensive captain. He's the one calling out the signals, calling out the formations pre-snap. Yep. I mean, he's the guy you look to, and he's the shortest guy on the field, which is absolutely amazing. So you're getting him from the USFL, and you can make the argument, excluding Reggie White, he's probably the best defensive player in the history of the USFL. Oh, yeah, I bet. And especially with yeah with his with his resume coming in and then doing it at the NFL with this great defense that that's probably pretty accurate. So and the final guy we'll talk about 
also a USFL guy, just on a different team. He came in with a little uh, different USFL story, though, than Sam is uh, Vaughn Johnson. Yep. Who, much bigger than Sam, total thumper, arguably one of the hardest hitters of the 1980s. I was just going to say. A lot of people have said that. Such the opposite of Sam. He was like 6'3", 6'4", like huge. And that was the... When we researched these guys, that was literally the thing that people said. They were just like, he hit so hard, you could hear it throughout the stadium. And you're like, oh, yeah, I I could see that. Randy Cross of the 49ers, their longtime center, said their first season, this would have been 86. He's like, Roger Craig is one of the best all-around backs in the NFL. We give him a toss play. He goes out there and is absolutely lit up by Von Johnson. And he's like, Roger comes back to the huddle and says, I don't know who that guy was. But I don't want that to happen ever again. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Like, I can only imagine. He plays two seasons in the USFL. But he came out of college at North Carolina State. He was a two-time AP All-American. Yep. He was talking about how Tom Landry was calling him headed into the NFL draft, I believe, in 1984, where we're going to take you in the first – Dallas Cowboys are going to take you in the first round. However, as he – Vaughn explains it, the thing that the USFL had, which we kind of talked about with other – of these separate leagues like the ABA or the AFL, they just wanted guys. Oh yeah. And to do this, the way they set their drafts up was where do you want to play? And we'll give you the money to go and play. So he took advantage of that. And he said, well, I'd love to play for Dallas, but because of the way the NFL draft works, I don't want to go to like green Bay or somewhere. Like he wanted to play kind of closer to home. So, well, he, to be honest, in this time, he probably wouldn't have wanted to go to New Orleans. No. You know what I mean? Absolutely not, no. That's, that's one of those things where it kind of comes around where it, like, it is a good path for him. He goes to Jacksonville for the Jacksonville Bulls. Mm-hmm. Plays um, two great seasons for them. He really does. And kind of unlike Mills, though, he's one of these guys like a Steve Young or a Reggie White or a Gary Zimmerman. He's actually taken in this 1984 the supplemental because the, sup, the nfl not a lot of respect seeing where the usfl is going it's like we're gonna take all your guys exactly so yeah. he's drafted 15th so pretty damn good no definitely definitely a high pick you can tell he's one of the guys that like we were saying coming out of the usfl is wanted by probably every team you yeah know? um so let's get into 1987 because 1986 they go seven and nine. You see immediate improvement yep. under Jim Mora. And the one thing I did want to add because of Bum and Wade Phillips playing this three four system scheme, Sidwell coming in with Mora, it's a pretty seamless transition. Like you have Ricky Jackson, and then you just fill out the rest of your starting lineup in yep. one year. Not only fill it out, put as we'll discuss. Pro Bowlers in your lineup and future Hall of Famers in your lineup. So in 87, 20 years, no winning seasons, Chris. No winning seasons. But you know, guess what they do this year? 87, they take it over and they finally have a really great team. They, they don't win their division because San Francisco oh, this yeah, year. Oh, yeah, San Francisco is. That 87 Niners are probably one of the best teams to never make a Super Bowl. But yep. they won 12 games. Yes. And you know, no just three wild cards, so all of that kind of stuff where they, they don't make the playoffs, but they are one of the best teams in the NFL. It, it, you know, top whatever, eight. Yeah, no, I mean they make the they they, they make the playoffs that year. They were um the fifth ranked in defensive points against um, Johnson led the team in tackles. Uh, Jackson had almost ten sacks. W- Swilling had ten and a half, and then Mills makes the Pro Bowl. 
I mean, that's uh, and exactly this is what the, you want. And I was just going to say, this is the start of them, everybody making the Pro Bowl. So Mills makes it this year, and then you just see other guys make it, and you're just like, ah, they're just kind of dulling it out. You're just like, you were a little bit better this year. This is no disrespect to quarterbacks like Bobby Bear, John Forsad, Steve Walsh, but the entire team is this as far as the success they go is the defense goes. Yes. And, you know, no disrespect to the defensive linemen or the defensive backs because Sidwell, they said, from – uh, 86 to 94, seven defense, 70 defense, or seven defensive players made the Pro Bowl a total of 18 times. That's crazy. Yes. So that that's only that's uh, basically a nine year period. You're sending at least two guys a year. Yeah, at least two a year. So pretty 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 impressive incredible. defense numbers. But everything is everything is coming up New Orleans this year. You know, people are excited about the team. They get their asses kicked in the wild card by the Vikings, 44 to 10. But they have the best linebacking core in the NFL, and they're all relatively younger. Yes. I think Mills is, and Jackson are the oldest, and they're still like late 20s. I was just going to say, because they are like these younger guys, two guys are like, like you said, the same age, and the other two guys are pretty much the same age. So it is a, it's got to be exciting at this time. God, 20 years with losing seasons is brutal. Especially because they were never good. You know? No, it's it like, wasn't like they were hovering around a playoff spot. Exactly. It was just like, you broke Archie Manning's spirit. Yes. <laughs> they were, yes. So, uh, 88, they win 10 games again. Uh, fortunately, they Unfortunately, they missed the playoffs. They lost three of their last four, but defense was still points Humming. allowed. Yep. Johnson leads them in tackles again. Jackson, 92 tackles, seven sacks, swilling seven sacks, tied for the team lead. Mills makes a Pro Bowl again with over 100 tackles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what sucks. You won 10 games, and you're out. Yes. You're out of the playoffs, and your defense is like the best in the NFL as far as takeaways, sacks, interceptions, and your linebackers are that good. That just ridiculous. Mills, yeah, I was going to say, Mills ends up making four Pro Bowls, and that's the – what you see with him being undersized and coming in, you're just like, oh yeah, he was like such a the heart of this. But they were so they were such a great four lineup. You know what I mean? And in they the all kind of played off each other, mm-hmm. like knowing what their roles were as far as just like we're going not, to annihilate people. Yeah, not selfish, but no. very defense. You know, team oriented. Yeah, sounds like socialism to me. <laughs> But, yeah, they were so good. 89, they led the league in rush defense. Yep. Um, This year they missed the playoffs with nine wins. But But you're having winning seasons and you're having, you know, it's got to be better. And Johnson and Swilling make the Pro Bowl this year. Oh, yes. Yes, this is when Johnson makes it. Yeah, so it's absolutely crazy because now all of their linebackers have made at least one NFL Pro Bowl. Yep. And we're not even at the end of this run. 1990, they go 8-8. and They make the wild card. Eighth in points against this season. Mills leads the team in tackles. Jackson, seven fumble recoveries mm-hmm. this year. I mean, what the hell are you even doing? Johnson and Swilling make the Pro Bowl again. Swilling at 11. This is that like three- or four-year window where Pat Swilling is in that category of best pass rusher in the NFL, too. Like He's just lighting people the fuck up. Yep. Uh, make the wild card, but they lose to uh, Hurricane Ditka. Oh yeah, in the playoffs, sixteen to six. So that kind of tells you, they're. I'm not saying they need to pitch a shutout every week. Yeah, but 
they're not putting up points. No, no, no. But then we get into 91, and why is this season special, Chris? Uh, 91, so... 25th season in New Orleans. And you see, I forget who it was, but, oh, it was Swilling had such a ridiculous season. Yeah. To where, so in 91, he had 17 sacks, and he was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Where you think you were just like, 17 sacks is so many, it's... That's over a sack a game. Yes. A regular season game that's over a sack. It's crazy. They, uh, this year, they led the league in uh, points allowed as a defense, which is pretty incredible. And because of their... 9-1 and one start, they win the NFC West. Yes, New Orleans played in the NFC West because the NFL didn't learn geography until 2002. Yep. They win their first NFC West division title. Finally. It Finally. happened. Yeah. yeah. Like, it freaking happened for them. Jackson had 11 and a half sacks this year. That was it. Everybody had really great... You Mills know made I mean? the Pro Bowl. Yep. 102 tackles. Johnson even got hurt and made the... Three guys! Oh, yeah. He got hurt and, and made the Pro Bowl. Had they given Ricky Jackson his due 11 and a half sacks, all four would have made the Pro Bowl that year. Yep. Which, absolutely insane. Would have been awesome. That would have been so cool. And you're thinking, oh, my God, they won the division. A home playoff game again. Home playoff game. And who do they draw, Chris? I forgot. Who do they play? Primetime. Oh, yeah. That 91 Falcons team comes in. And, uh, well... Well, they don't have playoff success. Unfortunately yeah. for this team, they just the it's almost too reliant on defense. What's kind of ridiculous is I'm sure if you asked people our age about them, unless they were like into football, they wouldn't remember them. No, they not. wouldn't be. They wouldn't talk about them. Well, they're just not. They were dominant defense, but they just didn't have. And this is why it's football because literally you have to have. At some sort of competent offense, but they just weren't a great team. They were just the best defense. Yeah, just the best defense and the best linebackers. Because the, the best linebackers. The yeah. next year, they run it back. They win one more game. They go 12 and 4 and 92. They just get a wild card spot. They oh, lead yeah. the league in pass defense this year. They're the top wild card team. The defense is even better in points allowed. They're number one. Yards, they're second. And this year is special because all four guys make the Pro Bowl. Oh, okay, this is the, the this 92. is the year ninety two. Yeah, Mills has one hundred and thirty tackles. <laughs> Johnson has eighty four and a sack and three forced fumbles. Jackson has thirteen and a half sacks, six forced fumbles. Swilling's first team AP All Pro with ten and a half sacks. It's they're it's, bludgeoning people. Yes, they are, <laughs> and it is this scary defense, but. That's it. You know what I mean? It's it's like, oh, we, if we get to like 20, we'll beat you. Yes. I, I would figure that would be every offensive meeting. Like, look, this week's going to suck a lot, but. We need two touchdowns and two field goals, and I swear to God, we'll do it. And like, hey, special teams can help us out. Yep. Maybe even our defense could get some points. That's Maybe right. they bumble fuck you around. To, I'm not saying you guys have to score all the points. Just Just try. Just give it the old college try, guy. I, mm-hmm. Von Johnson will probably take your soul, but it's going to be okay. But uh, unfortunately, didn't win a playoff game again. They had a home playoff game against the Eagles, and they lost by 16 points. Mm-hmm. And at March, I did want to say, leading into 92, um, Pat Swilling was offered a contract by Detroit. 
the Saints ended up matching it, so he came back for one more. Okay. So he was a, one of the restricted free agents. Unfortunately, after the season, Detroit tried again. And, and yes, heading he, into 93, he's gone for first and fourth round picks. Yep. So you lost defensive player of the year no more than a season prior. And now we kind of start to see the end of this of this dome patrol. Um, I, just a, a little thing on Pat Swilling, which I thought was sad. Going to the Lions, we know this. Check out our one of our first Bobby episodes. Lane, yes. Um, he goes to the Lions, loses two playoff games there. And he has the most yep. playoff losses without ever getting a win. And I just feel so bad for him for that. He has six. He's 0-6. Oh, my God. You know what's funny? They were talking about when Detroit won the NFC North this year. They hadn't won a division title in 30 years. Pat Swilling was on that team. So good. In the long, long ago. The long, long ago. Yeah, so it starts to break down. Luckily um, for them, though, in 93, Ronaldo Turnball. Um, former first-round pick who had been kind of just waiting because yeah. they probably drafted him to replace Jackson, not to replace Swilling. I think he was drafted in 89. He's first-team AP All-Pro with 13 sacks this year. Everyone's producing. Jackson makes it back to the Pro Bowl with 11 and a half sacks. Johnson leads the team in tackles that year. Miss Mills only played in nine games. And the D was just – I mean, the D this year, first and pass defense – but they're 22nd, I believe, in yards. Or 22nd in points a game. Oh, yeah. They started the season 5-0 and and then lost eight of their next 11. Yeah, they really lost the lost it all on this, on this season. And then the following year, 94, Jackson goes ring chasing. He goes to San Francisco. He gets one. He gets – and more power – the next two seasons he played in San Francisco, I mean, just added to his insane career totals. Yep. Like, he wasn't just a guy on the team. And I that's mean, Ricky was, with an E. Ricky with an E. Now with a Y. Well, there's a Y. There's a Y, but he added an E. But yeah, he goes ring chasing, and that's kind of where you see this kind of really dissolve. And Johnson goes to Philadelphia. Yep. Trying to ring chase. But Rich Kotite puts a stop to that for the uh, Eagles. Uh, they go 7-9. and nine. They're 27th and 28th of 28 teams in scoring. Mills has an incredible year, 155 tackles, but by 1995, which sucks, they don't make any uh, they don't make any decision to bring him back. Oh yes. So Mills, the last of which, he goes to Carolina. He goes to Carolina. And what's funny is, as a free agent, he made more Pro Bowls in New Orleans, spent way more years in New Orleans. But he's like Mr. Carolina Panther. Well, because he got a Pro Bowl in 96, and he was mm. the oldest player ever to get a, a Pro Bowl at that point. Um, and then for the Panthers, yeah, um, I did see, which I I, I think, because he retired the next year. He retired in 97. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim Mora said about Mills, which... Mora coached for 15 years in the NFL and five in the whatever. You know what I mean? So uh, he's a, And he's a defensive guy. That was his bread and butter. Yes. And he said that Sam Mills was the best player that he had ever coached. And I remember thinking that you were just like, oh, yeah, that really is. And his the way he, Sam went and got to this, where everyone was just like, no, no, no. It, it's, I think that's one of the best stories in this. Oh, yeah. No. And I mean, as far as. Um, he's Sam Mills is concerned. He even said something to the extent of like he got more out of every ounce of talent than any player that he ever coached. Oh yeah, which is just ridiculous. But as far as these guys, you know, are concerned, and they're 
professional careers with New Orleans. Johnson made four Pro Bowls, is in the Saints Hall of Fame. Louisiana uh, Sports Hall of Fame as well. Swilling had 76 and a half sacks and four Pro Bowls in what, six years? Six years. Seven years with them? That's ridiculous. Ricky Jackson is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, had 123 sacks just with the Saints. Mm -hmm. Just with the Saints. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. He actually, funny thing is, he was elected to the NFL Hall of Fame, I believe, the day before the Saints won their Super Bowl. That's awesome. Which, because he, I mean, you know, he got his ring with San Francisco, but he was there for the before times. Yes. (laughs) All the other three showed up right before the party started. Uh, He was there when, you know. That long, long ago. Oh, and the long, long ago. And Sam Mills, what an incredible player. I mean, what else can you say about him? I think all three made like four Pro Bowls with the Saints. Yep. Uh, four or five Pro Bowls for Jackson. And then Mills, four Pro Bowls with the Saints. Um, two USFL titles. But over time, and his inspirational story, because he did end up dying, like I think in 2005, of intestinal cancer. Yep. It was a Panthers coach and everything. Over the course of time and memory, you don't remember those postseason losses in the first round. No. You just don't. No. 2022, he made the NFL Hall of Fame, which was much deserved for a very odd career path. Exactly. But for the Saints, Jim Mora, and particularly Steve Sidwell, who was a longtime defensive coordinator in the NFL, to put together this defense and resurrect is probably a good word, even for the Saints, like resurrect this franchise from where it had previously been, as far as like, good God. Mm hmm. I mean, because they, like we said, 20 years of not even being competitive yeah and then you know and he was the also like where Fangio was a linebackers coach he doubled also as the inside linebackers coach oh. so he's getting the most out of these guys brought from the usfl particularly sam mills mm-hmm. like that an unbelievable collection of talent yeah like at most people don't even remember anymore so if you have a chance, go on the old youtube or the old internet and check out some highlights of these guys and even some saints football because it's not really talked about anymore. No, the you Dome Patrol. It, you just keep thinking of Breeze and Katrina, but it was more before that. Yep. It was more. It was more besides depressed Archie Manning and people with bags on their heads. There was more. Like the Dome Patrol, there was more. Two Hall of Famers in a linebacking core. You can't say that about most. No, groups. you can't. No. So, All right. Dome Patrol.